This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The Chicago sports world is seeing a lot of shifts as we go further into spring. This week, the Bulls are shooting for what may be, just maybe, a chance at the NBA playoffs. The Blackhawks wind down the season, including a star player's final game with the team. And next week, the new president of the Bears officially takes the helm and will lead the team in deciding whether or not to stay in the city or move to Arlington Heights. Here to navigate through what we need to know, we're joined by WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us again. I want to start with the NBA, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, the Bulls are competing in the play-in tournament against the Raptors to try and get a spot in the playoffs. So how does this tournament work? Okay, first off, tonight you have number you have seven and eights are playing tonight, and the winner will go on to the playoffs. Okay. The loser okay. still has a chance on Friday. They will play the winner of the nine and ten seed, which is the Bulls and Toronto is the one, and the other one is the Pelicans and OKC. So the tomorrow night it's win or go home. Tonight it's win, you're in lose you still have a chance mm-hmm. so how so, are the, how are the bulls going to cope when they lose to toronto <laughs> <I'm> just, uh, <laughs> i know that's your team and just yeah, kidding just a little no, home no, bias <laughs> the, the raptors have the capability to beat this team they beat them pretty well the last time they met in fact they forced 20 turnovers to the bulls uh they have they, they their offensive rebounding is outstanding and what they did is they make sure that DeMar DeRozan doesn't get off. So that's the keys for them winning. For the Bulls to win, they have to have better outside shooting. They have to defend. Now, Patrick Beverly and Alex Caruso, their defense has been very solid. Mm-hmm. But you got mm-hmm. you got to get better play out of Zach Levine and you know Nikola Vukovic. So when you look back at the, their season, Cheryl, what would you say were the highlights for the Bulls? Hmm. It was inconsistent. They would beat teams that you didn't think they would win, like they, last season, and yeah. they would lose teams that they shouldn't lose. I to. totally agree. And that was just—it was just confounding. We couldn't figure out what was going on with this team. Uh, they didn't win more than three games in a row. Yeah, you know, they went through some stretches of, of losses that really puzzled me. Didn't make sense. It, I, think it, I think it puzzled <laughs> everybody. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and the, the thing is, is that I've seen some incremental positives. Kobe White really has really come up and played, and he's an unrestricted free agent after this year. They have to make some decisions. Nikola Vukovic, he is a free agent after this year. He played all 82 games, and so did Patrick Williams play all 82 games. And that's important to note because, remember, he was injured a lot last year and COVID the year before his rookie season. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do that, but he's going to make – leaps and bounds to get better. And and that's something that, again, will they decide to keep this team the way it is? That's a big question mark. They could blow it up. Yeah. So thinking of the off season, I mean, okay. what are the team's opportunities for improvement then? Well, it you know, they have to make a clear decision on their free agents. They have to decide if they want to extend, you know, if they want to give a contract to Ayo DeSumo. He's a free agent. They want to do the same thing with Kobe White. Uh, do they keep DeMar DeRozan or do they use him as a trade bait to, to be able to fortify this team in a different way? They, you know, and Zach Levine's got to become a superstar. He's played very well since the All-Star break. I want to give him credit for that. 
but he's got to do that throughout the season. And they did have him on load management to begin the season because of his knees. So we got to see what he can do. And, you know, it's a crapshoot. All right. Well, Bulls center Andre Drummond, uh, he took a mental health break during the mm-hmm. season. Let's hear from him on his return. Everybody was there for me. Uh, nobody really knew what was going on. I was dealing with a lot mentally, and uh, I had to take some, some time away to really clear my mind and, you know, address some things that I've been neglecting for a while. And, you know, I feel okay. Obviously, still got a lot of work to do with my mental, but uh, we have a job to do. And that's to win basketball games to get to the playoffs. So uh, if I'm back, I'm ready to play. You know, the stuff personally I can take care of when the time comes, but I still have a job to do. And on top of this, Cheryl, you asked a deeper question about the, the big picture of men's vulnerability. Let's listen. Years ago, men could never come out like this. Why do you, why do you think it's changed? I mean, as a man, I mean, we're, we're known to be the masculine one. Nothing bothers us. We have to be the protector, the provider, and the one that you know does everything. So I think over the past couple of years, guys have been coming out and expressing, you know, it's okay to, to shed light on you know, mental traumas and things that we go through. And it's okay to, you know, share with other people because other people have the same type of journey that we're going down to. And it's okay to bring them along to, to let everybody know that they're not alone. That was a little tough to hear your question, Cheryl. Let us know what you said there. What I asked him is, you know, men always had this issue where they couldn't come out and say things like this, that it was like a, a bad stigma in order for them to announce or, or talk about having mental health issues. And this is a big change. And the fact that he was able to do this and the fact that the Bulls embraced him and allowed him to do He stepped away for a game, came back. And last night he tweeted out that he's feeling better. Oh, good, good. Uh, so the Bulls are in the play-in tournament tomorrow when the next day uh, the Blackhawks have their final home game. This was a big season for the for the Hawks, especially with the loss of Patrick Kane and ultimately not clinching a playoff position. So how are they shaping up for their offseason? Uh, there's a lot of changes. Yeah. They are right now at the bottom of the NHL standings, which means that they have an opportunity because there is a lottery that's going to be held May 8th. They have an opportunity to get the best player that's available and it's Connor Bernard, Bernard. And he is an un, he's a generational player. So you want them to lose tonight against Pittsburgh. You want them to lose Thursday against uh, Philadelphia to get that player. They've had some, you know, Lucas Reichel has been a real nice possible start in the making. They sent him down to the Ice Hawks so he could be in the playoffs there, get some competition going for him. But the big, big, big overall story is Jonathan Taves. Yeah. Thursday marks his last game yeah. as a Blackhawk. What's the legacy that he's going to leave behind? We're talking about somebody that was drafted as a first-round pick in 2006. In 2007, when he played, Sasha, he became a captain within a year at 20 years old. He helped this team win three Stanley Cups. He's won two Olympic gold medals. He has been a stalwart. Unfortunately, he had some issues with long-term COVID and an immune deficiency issue. So he missed one season, and then this year he missed a, a long period of time came back a couple weeks ago, and now he has to decide what's going to happen. He's a free agent. I don't think a lot of teams are going to look at him to to join them. Mm -hmm. He has to decide if he wants to retire, and he's going to take the summer off to make that decision. And, you know, Sasha, I I deal with players all the time. And, you know, what what I, I want to emphasize, we have to realize the human 
dignity that we have to afford them because they deal with a lot of stuff that we don't see and we hear about it. But what he's gone through has been quite interesting. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears. We're going to talk about baseball and our our Chicago teams. The Cubs have almost an entirely new roster of players this year, Cheryl. Uh, So, of course, the season just started, but how would you say they're shaping up so far? There's been some really positive. Uh, Dansby Swanson, their shortstop that they signed from Atlanta, he's been really outstanding. He's been hitting. He's been playing defense. Um, Trey Mancini's been hitting. They, they, they've got all these guys that were with winning teams. And, you, you know, the, the pitching, Justin Steele's pitch well. Marcus Stroman has mm-hmm. not given up a run yet. You know, so you see a lot of these positives. Nico Horner, you know, playing solid at second base. So there's a lot of positives with this team right now. We don't know how long that's going to last or, you know, if they're going to make step backwards. But we've seen some progress already with this team. Again, it's early. We have to see how things, you know, span out through the season. But some of these signings have already proved to be good. Mm. Now, the White Sox, they didn't add a lot of new players. And the team Mm -hmm. last year didn't do very well. So what are they going to need to do differently this year? They have to be able to hit. They have to be able to defend. That's something that they've been really poor with. They're, you know, they've had some rough starts. They, the starting pitching has given up a lot of home runs. Mm. They got a new games, manager, right? They got a new manager, Pedro Grafal. I'm sorry, I didn't mention him, but Pedro is a new manager, so it's a new outlook, stress and fundamentals. Unfortunately, there's some news that just came out just now. Tim Anderson will be on the D, on the injured list. He'll be out at least a couple of weeks. He injured his knee yesterday in Minnesota. So that's a, a problem that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's been the issue for them, Sasha, is their injury issues, their health issues. And of course, the biggest one that we have to address is Liam Hendricks. Yes. Liam Hendricks battling non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He found out in January he had his last chemo yet last week. Mm. So, and here's the, here's the good news. They did not put him on the 60-day injured list. Instead, they put him on the, the 10, and he may come back as soon as next month. Okay. Well, that's good news. Shifting to the Bears before I let you go, Cheryl. Now, Chicago Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson, I want to play you a little clip of what he had to say about the team during an NBC5 runoff election debate. Of course, I want the Bears to say in the city of Chicago. You know, I grew up with the Super Bowl shuffle. We need another one in Chicago. Um, and so I'm prepared and willing to sit down and, and work with uh, the ownership. And let's see what we can figure out. I'm asking the ownership of the Chicago Bears just to hold tight, a better, stronger, safer sh- Chicago as possible, and give the new administrations I'm going to bring an opportunity to make the case. But, of course, uh, not subsidizing, but finding creative ways in which we can make sure that the Super Bowl shuffle lives on and my son gets to see a Super Bowl in Chicago. So, Cheryl, he makes a point there to emphasize not subsidizing the Bears. Yes. But why does this matter? And and would what he's talking about be possible? I don't think so. I think it's going to be very hard. Um, I think even with the plans out here in Arlington Heights, I think, you know, subsidizing is, is, you know, is a hot topic. And I think it's very hard to even think that the Bears would remain at Soldier Field. It doesn't seem possible. And with Kevin Warren coming on, he's the new president. He's coming on next week to be the Bears president. I don't think I, the, the only thing they've been talking about is Arlington Heights. Asha. They have not talked about Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it seems like it's the, that ship has sailed. The writing's already. on the wall there for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
That is no WB, yeah, for sure. That's WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Thank you so much for the update, Cheryl. Have a good week. You too.